Hello, everyone. You can support Luke's English Podcast in several ways. One of them is to send a donation to the podcast using one of the donate buttons on the website. The other way is that you can download an audiobook from audible.com. Uh, and to do that, just visit teacherluke.co.uk forward slash audible and you can get started. Okay, now, talking of getting started, here's another episode. So let's get started. Hi everyone, just before we start listening to this episode, I should let you know that uh, the conversation uh, that you hear uh, may contain some swearing and some rude language, okay? So if you're sensitive to uh, swear words and stuff like that, just be aware that there will be a little bit of swearing in this episode. Um, it's normal really when native speakers get together with their close friends in an informal situation uh, that a bit of swearing happens. You know, it's used for emphasis or it's used for humor or it's used to, to express surprise or doubt or something like that. Uh, and since I intend to... Uh, play you genuinely natural conversations between friends, the idea being that you can sit there and imagine that you're having a cup of tea with us uh, in, a, in a very informal setting. Uh, and that's what I want to present to you on Luke's English Podcast. So from time to time, because these are natural conversations, naturally, there will be a bit of swearing in there too. So there is some swearing in this one. So just be aware of that before you start listening. Okay, enough waffling. Now let's get down to business with this episode. And here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. I hope you're well. I hope you're fine wherever you are in the world at this very moment. Uh, before we get started with this episode properly... Um, I would just like to make a couple of announcements. Um, first of all, thank you very much for your photos for the Luke's English Podcast photo competition. I've already received quite a few uh, pictures from you. Um, this competition is basically a chance for you to send in your photographs uh, in order to win some Luke's English Podcast merchandise, including mugs, T-shirts and bags. Um, you can still send your photos to podcastcomp at gmail.com until the 15th of January 2016. Um, remember that your photo should show the environment in which you listen to Luke's English podcast. Uh, feel free to get creative. The only rule is that there has to be some evidence in the photo that you're listening. For example, a, head uh, a headphone in the photo somewhere or something like that. Uh, the idea is for all of us uh, to see the different situations that people are in while they listen to this podcast. Once all of the photos have been sent in, I will display them in a mural on the website and you can then have a look at them and pick the one that you like the most. Okay, so that's the, the photo competition. Uh, also, please do take my business English survey um, I mentioned that in a couple of episodes a couple of episodes ago, um, and uh, so just go to the menu of the website and you'll find the Business English Survey under the Contacts button. Okay, so just take the survey. Very simple. I'm just collecting some information about Business English at the moment. Um, a note on subscribing to the podcast by email. Um, of course, you can subscribe to the audio episodes using something like iTunes. Uh, but if you want to subscribe to not just the, the audio, but also the other stuff that comes along with each episode, like all the show notes, transcripts, videos, and any other bits and pieces, um, on the right of the website, um, underneath the logo on the right-hand side, you'll see a little field that says subscribe by email. Um, just put your email address in and click subscribe. Uh, then check your inbox to confirm the subscription. And then once you do that, you will receive an email every time I publish a new episode and you'll get direct access to the page for the episode with all the show notes, videos, transcripts and other stuff. So do subscribe to the website by email. Um, thanks also for different comments that I've had on the website recently. Uh, it's awesome to be able to read all of your messages and stuff. Um, you should know that you now have the option to send me voice messages. That's a new thing that I've just put on the website recently. There is now a button on the right-hand side, and it says, I think, um, send, an send a voice message to Luke. So you'll see the button on the side. Click that to get, and then get your microphone ready, and just send me a message. Uh, it could be a comment about the podcast or a question. Um, I will receive your audio message in my inbox and I might play it uh, in an episode of the podcast, especially if you ask a good question. Okay, so check out the uh, the voice message function that I now have on, on teacherluke.co.uk. 
Right. So now let's get down to business and um, let's get started with this uh, episode, which I am calling The Rematch. So this episode is uh, The Rematch, and this is one of those episodes that involves a competitive game uh, between me, uh, uh, Amber and Paul, my friends who are native English speakers, okay? In the last one of these, in the last competitive game episode, uh, which was called The Lying Game, um, this is what happened. So in The Lying Game last time, the scores at the end were level between Luke and Paul. That's me and Paul. It was even Stevens. So we then played a tiebreaker round. Uh, I told a story about the Tooth Fairy. Uh, Paul told a story about burning down his house... Um, and in the end, I won because I identified that Paul's story about burning down his house was was um, was true. Okay, um, and uh, so I won it. Now, since then, it has come to light that I may have cheated. Okay, I people are saying that I might have cheated, but I swear that I didn't. Okay, but some clever listeners have noticed that a story Paul told in the Lying Game the one about burning down his house, was in fact one that he'd already told on the podcast previously. Okay, he told it in an episode called 10 Fixed Expressions, I think. So, okay, I admit that a rematch is necessary. And here it is, okay? This is what you're going to get in this episode. This is the lying game to the rematch. Um, So you're going to hear us play the lying game again in this episode. Um, Do you remember the rules of the lying game? Uh, That's the lying game, not the lion game. I don't know what the lion game is. I suppose that's some sort of game involving big cats. Uh, uh, but no, this isn't the lion game. It's the lying game. Um, I might have to do a, a whole other episode of the podcast about the lion game because that also sounds pretty fascinating. But anyway, um, here are the rules of the lying game. And they go like this. So one person says a statement. They say a statement. It can be true or it can be a lie. Okay. Then the others excuse me, the others then ask lots of questions to investigate the story, okay? They then decide if they think that the story is a lie or if it's the truth, uh, justifying their opinions. Then the truth is revealed, and if a competitor gets it right, they get a point. And if a competitor gets it wrong, then a point is awarded to the storyteller. So this is the rematch. Uh, We're going to play another round of The Lion Game. And I ask you, my listeners, uh, while you're listening to this, just uh, pay close attention to the stories and the questions that we ask. And I'd like you to try to predict if uh, these stories are lies or if they are indeed the truth. So as you're listening, try to work out whether you think it's a lie or if you think it's uh, the truth. Uh, And then keep listening and you'll find out actually what the answers are. So you can kind of play along with this one. Um... Also, um, uh, listen all the way to the end of the second episode. I think this is going to be a two-part episode. Uh, Listen all the way to the end of the second episode, and you will hear about a new interactive version of The Lion Game that we plan to play with you next time. And that will involve your input a lot more. So we'll tell you about that at the end of part two of this episode. Okay, so... At the beginning of the of this episode, you will hear us chatting a bit about our recent news, okay? So before we start playing the game, as usual, there's a bit of a ramble chat at the beginning, and you hear us talking about our recent news, including a couple of stories about doing comedy shows and some experiences that I had uh, telling a joke that I thought was very clever, but the audience didn't understand. So we talk a little bit about the complexities of doing comedy in another language, Um Amber shares something about an interesting podcast that she listened to recently. And Paul tells a story about how he saw a girl lose one of her teeth on stage during a stand-up comedy performance recently. So you'll hear a bit about that stuff. And then after our little ramble chat, we then get properly into the lying game, which will continue in part two of this episode. So yes, I am glad to say that Amber and Paul are on another episode of the podcast so let's get started, and here we go. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers would be my choice. Yeah. 
How was your tea? My tea was good. Yeah, it's a quality cup of tea. Best cup of tea ever. Got to get those. Got to get on the Marks and Spencer's Gold Brew. Best cup of tea in town, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you want a good cup of tea, come to Luke's place. And you'll get, uh, you know, proper cup of tea with milk and all that. I want to do a podcast about how to make a cup of tea. Mm. And I think it would be an hour long. You know, you know, you know, I've done that in 15 seconds. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> did a top tip. A Taylor's top tip, 15 seconds. He's going to drag it out for an hour. I am. That's, that's basically... <laughs> That's like us on our stand-up where Luke's always like, God, I, I don't know, like he's like, you, you've often told me like my jokes are like, they're just quick and, and yeah, you know, efficient. efficient. And yours uh, are, are a little bit not. I bit, like, to, I like to sort of drag mine out. Yeah, a bit rambly. <laughs> yeah. But it depends, you see, sometimes the, the, the thing, the reason why I sometimes ramble is because I need to get confirmation that everyone has understood everything 100%. And it's just something like, if I feel like someone is not quite on board, then I have to go over it again and bring them on board until I feel mm. comfortable to be able to move on. Now, I know that what uh, uh, is best is if someone is just sort of dictating the, the pace and they just go you know, through all their points really fast. But uh, there's something wrong with my brain, which means that I can't... Um, I can't do that. One of it is good because then if you're if you're at a stand up gig and people don't understand a joke that you've made, you then explain it, which is which I find hilarious. <laughs> and, is... and, and they still don't understand. I'm only talking about one example here with the Russians. You're not rushing to come and see us. Did um did we tell that story on the podcast yet? I think we might have, but I don't remember. I don't remember. If I've told that it story. on my podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, this is um, see, I don't, like talking about this and and. Um, What's, what's the word for it? Sort of analysing uh, my comedy like this. Um, I don't want to give people the impression that I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Because like when I talk about, like when I'm, I can be a bit self-critical uh, and a bit self-reflective. And if I start talking about, you know, all these examples of how sometimes I ramble a bit too much and other times when I've made a joke and it hasn't worked and I've explained it, yeah. that people are going to think, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, I do... But sometimes um, shit happens. Um, so this this story of the, the Russian thing. So we were doing one of our gigs recently and um, uh, a bunch of people turned up a bit late. And I was the first one on stage and there were people arriving during my set. Like 15 minutes late. A bit yeah, about 15 minutes late. And they came in the room and I was like incorporating them in. And I was like, hello, come in. Great to have you here. Where are you from? You know, to engage them a bit. And um, one of them said, oh, we're Russian. And I said, well, uh, clearly you weren't rushing to get here because you're late, aren't you? Nothing. It's great. No, I, was, no I, response. I, was, I was at the sound booth, not the sound booth, but, you know, the mixing yeah. table where I was doing the music behind. On, like, I was almost on the floor. <laughs> but there was, no, there was no reaction. No reaction. And then so Luke... Nothing. No response. They just didn't enjoy any, a pun. Well, it no, was just yeah, they didn't realise it was a joke. Nobody, nobody picked up on the fact that that was a joke. And the majority of the audience were non-native speakers of English. You know, we had uh, obviously lots of French people, but a few different nationalities in there too. And uh, there must have been, I don't know how many people, 20? Yeah, 20, 20 people or something like that. So I, I dropped this... Uh, this joke on the audience like uh, well you clearly weren't rushing to get here uh, for the show because you're late and just nothing Everyone, the, the audience just looked at me they just looked at me as if to say and what's the next thing you're going to say and I was like no no this stops no, that was a joke this stops <laughs> this here and you need to understand that I was making a fucking hilarious joke yeah it's like this stops here right uh, I didn't get that angry but I was like hold on a minute uh, I think think you just didn't realise that I made a rather <laughs> hilarious joke. I was doing it in a, with an ironic sort of, uh, you know, self-referential, uh, you know, approach, which was like, wait a minute, I think you'll find that I made a hilarious joke and none of you noticed it. And so I went, I'm going to back up and explain the joke. You know, expecting them to start enjoying that because it was kind of a, 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 an ironic uh, dis yeah. dissection he of... He goes, what just happened is that some people walked into the show late and I asked them where they were from and they said Russian. So I said, you're not rushing to get here because you're late. Still silence, <laughs> and I'm still dying in the back. I'm still. <laughs> Paul was Paul was you know criti in critical condition. The rest of the audience were just looking at me as if now, like first of all, in that situation, there were three different levels of meaning going on. One level is, you know, Luke is just talking to us. That's one level of meaning. The second level of meaning is the Russian joke. You weren't rushing to get here on time, 
And then the third level of meaning is me saying, I just told a joke using the word Russian and you didn't understand it. And I'm now making fun of the fact that you didn't understand it and I'm still explaining it. Mm. You know, that's the third joke. Yeah. And still they're on <laughs> level one. Did they ever laugh? Did you get a laugh out of them the whole night? Oh, the whole night. Yes. Yes. You know, with some of my more... Um, uh, you know, easy to uh, understand yeah. and easy, easy to consume material. Yeah. But that kind of <laughs> off-the-cuff <laughs> gag, which um, thought I thought was quite clever. You know, I was like, wait a minute, that was quite clever. I just came out with that from nowhere. Yeah. And I needed, oh. I needed that to be acknowledged and they just weren't even aware that I was asking them to acknowledge yeah. that. So I now you're asking the Lipsters to acknowledge it. Yeah. You, should, uh, you, you, you should, can't uh, let it go. You're know, so I need, proud of I, that yeah, pun. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I came up with a joke from she, nowhere and I, I need to be recognised for it. <laughs> Your tagline for your comedy show should be Luke Thompson he's English but he's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true but that refers to a joke that I tell in my, and then in my show like, yeah but it, what I'm telling you about my jokes is that, that you can digest them they're easily digestible <laughs> again another reference to some of my material that my yeah. listeners might not know no, which is I could probably tell that joke on the, on the podcast that, the, yeah. that I do jokes about English food and uh uh, uh, and the fact that you know English food is often criticised around the world. In fact, I did a gig just the other day, and uh, on Tuesday, and um, I was telling a story about uh, George Clooney uh, and the coffee. You know, the, the yeah. hey, is that a Voluto? It's like, what kind of chat up line is that, George? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're George Clooney. You don't need to use terrible chat up lines anyway I was telling this story about George Clooney and his coffee commercial and a girl in the audience who was I don't know where she was from she just piped up immediately and said yeah but you know that's because English coffee is terrible I was like, what? That's got nothing to do with this there story no at English all. Coffee. There is no French coffee. Well, coffee well, is not made in England. Well, but, the, but you know, what she was saying is that coffee made in England is not good enough. And it, was, and it was like, wait a minute, that just because I said the word coffee and I'm English, does, does that mean that you can now just... It was a bit of a case of like, never mind what you're saying about George Clooney. I have to let you know <laughs> yeah. that in, coffee in England is terrible. Um, wow. So uh, anyway, the, the French people often, uh, you know, make fun of English food and stuff. And, and you see it on commercials and there's a, a commercial, uh, 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 like a, an advertisement on the metro in Paris for English biscuits, chocolate digestives, which we now, which we all know is the the best brand of, of biscuit in the world. Delicious. The, the chocolate digestive. Yeah. It's amazing. Beautiful. And, um, and, and it's, it's a well-known fact. But the way that the French sell these English biscuits to, to the, their public is uh, using the tagline, uh, McVitie's digestives, they're English, but they're good, uh, which I find to be sort of um, unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfair. You know, just leave our biscuits alone, you know? <laughs> Like, it's, it's, imagine selling any other product like that. Like, uh, French music. It's okay, it's French, but it's actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> French films. In, they're French, but, but they, they're good. But they're good if that, you give them a not, chance. That's not often true, though, is it? <laughs> no, I don't know. French films can be good. They, they're often very good. Are if, they? if you want to see... Uh, a, a very st- depressing film with a pretty girl looking into the middle distance. Or, Bam! French film! Yeah, if you want yeah. a, a realistic drama about a family who, and, and the, the, either the father or the mother, or maybe both, are involved in an extramarital affair. Yeah. Um, and nothing happens at the end, like there's no conclusion. You're right, then there you go. Then that's great. If that's French what you film. want, then, then go and see a French film, and they do that sort of thing very well. There will be a little sex scene in the middle of it. Um, Quite a lot of smoking. A lot of smoking, some new. Nudity um, and yep. and some emotionally heart wrenching uh, family based drama. Quite a lot of silence. Yeah, moments of silence. Yeah, uh, maybe a Did holiday you say silence sequence. Or science. Silence. Oh, I thought you said not science. much science. I don't think it'd be good if they threw some science in there as well. Right, cheer it up in the French movie. Here oh, comes you the know, science I bit. love you. I love you. I, you, you know, you. I'm going to die if I can't be with you. And E equals MC squared. I don't know if you knew that as well. Uh, no, there's not much science in French films. Anyway, uh, we're being completely dis- distracted away from some sort of point that was being made about... Uh, the, the, just the Russians. And then I said, what you should say, you should add to your joke is like, my jokes, they're English. But they're, they're good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. All right. Should we start this? Yeah, should we start this? I don't know if I'm going to include all of that no. preamble. But anyway, at least we got ourselves warmed up. So hello, guys. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, absolutely fine. Uh, what's the, why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Okay, so uh, it's it's kind of a grey day, a bit chilly outside, isn't it, today? Did we start the last podcast exactly yeah, the same way? We have way. to talk about <laughs> the weather, the weather conditions. Okay, look, you, might, you must no have realised... No one gives a shit, they're watching this. I don't like... care, right? You must have realised by this point that the only way to get this the, uh, conversation started is to talk about the conditions in the room. Uh, and it brings it more into reality. Uh, uh, look, yeah. just, you know, it's my fucking podcast, right? <laughs> so I can do what the hell I like. Uh, and I'm asking you what the conditions, what the atmospheric conditions are like it's, at this point. It's cold. chilly. It's cold. Mm. Good. I'm glad we... <laughs> and that's it. It's I'm, cold. I'm glad we... And we're in. We can now officially start. We can now start. talk about something else. Second question is, uh, um, how's your day going? My day is going okay. I've been cleaning because my mother-in-law is going to be staying oh. in my flat. And so I got up early and I've been cleaning <sighs> a lot. Because she's very judgmental. It's good to clean, though. Doesn't it feel good to clean up a bit? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's nice to clean. But, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have minded doing something else. But I had to get it all done. Right. Now. So it's cleaning under pressure, which is the worst kind of cleaning. And cleaning to someone else's exacting standards. Right. Right. Okay. Mm. But it feels quite good for the, in the soul, doesn't it? When, you, when you've cleaned the place up and it's a Yeah, bit... no, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. But... This is being overshadowed by the uh, arrival of your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. That's I feel that's a whole other podcast there. That is a whole other podcast. Okay. Yeah, mothers-in-law. That's the next podcast that we're going to do. I don't have a mother-in-law, so it doesn't really work. Well, you know. not yet. I've got a grandmother-in-law. No, but uh, I won't. I won't have a. You'll, you'll never have a mother-in-law. No, Addie's parents have both passed away, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm lucky. Yeah, well, <laughs> every I don't sil- have to deal with in-laws. Every cloud has a silver lining. They say. <laughs> <laughs> her parents are dead but you <laughs> don't have to deal with a mother-in-law you don't have a mother-in-law exactly yeah she has to deal with mine now yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, she can make up for uh, she's uh, yeah my mum can uh, my mum makes two mothers-in-laws yeah she's enough she's worth two mother-in-laws Paul Francis James Taylor because she's from Northern Ireland she's from Northern Ireland does that make a difference the fact that she's from Northern Ireland yeah she's a bit more of a pain in the ass. really yeah see you Paul see what see, she see calls what it you... full name if I'm if she's angry at me it's a full Paul Francis James Taylor <laughs> <laughs> How many times have I told you to stop kicking that fucking ball in this house? <laughs> How many times have I got to tell you not to burn the fucking high stein? <laughs> um, okay, but your day's going all right, is it, Paul? Yes. Yeah, it's going. Uh, it's going well. Yeah, I woke up today. Uh, good. That's 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 uh, a good way to begin the it day. It is. Yeah, I woke up for the first time uh, at nine o'clock. For the it's the earliest I've woken up in a long time. <gasps> nine o'clock. I know. Oh, just. The life of not having a job. Spare me. I know. Not no, having a job or a child. I don't have a job. I have a child. Yeah. Nature's horrible alarm. Well, whose fault is that? Whose fault is What time uh, do you get up every day then, Amber? Uh, about seven. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose you're, you're ripped from your bed by a, by a youngling. Well, he, he just sort of like... He's just when he wakes up, he's in a really good mood and starts giggling, but then just like sort of lies on my face and starts going, Mummy, Mummy, Biddy, Biddy, and laughing. What Biddy? does Biddy mean? Biddy means biscuit. He wants oh. a biscuit for breakfast. He's British. <laughs> do you speak to me in English? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Only in English. Only in English. Good. Because yeah. I met, uh, well, I didn't meet him, but I've seen him a couple of times, Robert's uh, youngling. Who's eleven? His son. Yeah, his son. Yeah. Uh, who's eleven? Right. And uh, he speaks French like a French person, speaks English like an American, and I'm like, yes, you're doing the right thing. Mm. And he, he's only ever spoken to him in American. Wow. Which is great. Okay. That's the only way. Yeah. And is he kind of does he, does he feel like an American kid as well when he speaks American? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He they, they came around because uh, uh, he bought my Xbox off of me for his Christmas present. Ah, oh, right. Um, Did you get a good deal? Yeah, it was good. Did you rip off the kid or? Yeah. <laughs> I took him to pieces. No, he's only eleven was, year, uh, years old. He doesn't know. Yeah, it was a really random price. conversation. I was chatting with Rob on the phone, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to go because I've got to go buy uh, Milo an Xbox." And I'm like, "Oh, do you fancy buying mine? Because I've played it three times since I purchased it." Why did you only play it three times? I don't know. I just I, I I used to be really into video games when I was a kid. Yeah, and I don't know. I I bought it because I wanted to keep in touch with my 16 year old brother, um, who plays video games. But he maybe you should have bought a telephone. <laughs> Uh, so yeah uh, but it turns out because he's now a professional footballer that he doesn't have time to play video Your games brother's a professional football player. yeah seriously no. yeah he earns more money than I do and he's 16 what's his name well, who does Kyle he play, Taylor who does he play Never football heard of him. for no because he's a, he's a youth he plays in the youth team for Bournemouth oh. who are in the Premier League 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they'll stay in. That is another podcast, right? I know. I don't know if they'll stay in the Premier League because they're at the bottom right now. Well, when he gets in the team, they'll probably get relegated. Uh, Badum. It was just a joke. (laughs) I don't know the quality Uh, of his playing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, apparently he's pretty good. Uh, So yeah, he 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 might become a famous footballer, and I might become a famous comedian. Yeah. That, Imagine cool. if it all went weird and you ended up being a professional <laughs> footballer. Huh? Imagine if it all went sort of weird and you ended up being a professional footballer and he became a comedian. Yeah, that'd be funny. That would be like some sort of weird movie where yeah. the roles are reversed. Imagine. Imagine that. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, you're both here. You've been you've been filled with hot drinks uh, with I would, caffeine. In I was going to tell you about this podcast I was listening to. Yes. I was going to tell you about this podcast. We got waylaid, but on my way. Is it available here, on Audible.com. Um, uh, no, it's not available on Audible, but I believe it's, it's sponsored by Audible. It's okay. free. It's called Here Be Monsters. And I was listening to it on the way here. And it's sort of random stories. And I wanted to tell you about it because it was so funny. And they there is in America a lot of uh, Christian websites where you can like write in and people pray for you for various reasons. And then there's this other one, which is like a Satan website and they've got like a a call like a line that you can call up and like ask for satan to do stuff for you really yeah to satan on the other end like no you just speak to other satanists you leave a message telling them what prayers you want and so and it's really funny because there's just juxtaposition of like people phoning up and they're in this really customer service mode like oh oh hello um it's barbara here um i've been a satanist now for about um three years i mean i really love your website and i was just wondering if you could help me um pray and then like you know for some mean thing you know like uh, wait a minute so the, the, there are lots of christians in the united states yeah but there are also lots of satanists as Probably well not there? lots but like there's enough that they've got like this call center that they can call up and call for help and so one guy he wanted to have sex with his mother-in-law and he wanted them and they all finished their conversation by saying hail satan but they're in this really? this kind of uh. really customer servicey and sort of commodified and right. it's like oh i'm just i'll just i'll just phone into the satan 1-800-SATAN <laughs> call 1-800-SATAN oh, no. to have your wishes that come is. true hi you're th- through to the satan prayer hotline how can i help you today like, uh, yes, I'd like uh, I'd, I'd like uh, my mother-in-law to be killed. Uh, certainly, sir. Uh, we'll surely put a few prayers in uh, into Satan for that oh, one. Anything else we can help you with today? Me. No, just the just the killing. Well, you have you know, have yourself a nice day, sir. Yeah. It's like overly friendly kind of Satan service. Really, on friendly a scale Satan of one service. to ten, how would you recommend our service to your friends and family? <laughs> But it is, it is, it was, it's really remarkable. You should listen to it. Okay, I will. Here Be Monsters. Here Be Monsters, it's a, it's this a, week's episode, okay. Satan Hotline. Okay, all right. You know, what, you know what could have happened with that? I think, I think the other day, so I was at a comedy gig the other night, a French one, mm-hmm. a pretty uh, a big one. I think somebody must have uh, asked uh, for prayers to happen for this female comedian to lose her tooth on stage. She lost her she tooth. She lost her tooth. Yeah. So an adult tooth. Yeah. So this is on what, stage. Yeah. So this is what happened. <laughs> she, she was. This is a uh, to put to place a thing. It's it's like the biggest comedy club in in France. It's called the Comedy Club, and uh, it's about 150 people uh, in the audience. A big stage. It's usually filmed for TV, but this is like the open mic, so there's no filming. Um, and the girl was on stage. She was really energetic, quite short. Her name is Ines, and uh, nice she was bouncing around. And at some stage, um, she knocked the microphone into her <gasps> mouth. So the microphone, she like. Smacked the Ooh. microphone like it made a it made a noise that I could hear from the backstage oh, no. on the live feed. I can't bear she it. didn't notice straight away, <gasps> and she had a, she had an audience member on stage who was going to do a role play with her. He'd gi- she'd given him uh, like a piece of paper and said, "Oh, you're gonna do you're gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this." And then as she's saying this, her, like her her tooth, like her mouth starts bleeding. No, and the audience it's see like a this. Horror film. Yeah, and the audience see this. They're like, "Oh, what's going on?" She's like, "Oh, oh my, I, I think I'm." Oh no, no! Yeah, I think I might have just smacked my tooth, and then her tooth falls <gasps> out onto the floor, onto the stage. No! Yeah, oh. and she doesn't know Did what's she going get on. A laugh? Yeah, everyone, <laughs> well, everyone, everyone's like, oh, we don't know what's going. But she's laughing. She's hysterical. She's really funny. So she just carried on. She's like, oh, I don't know. And then the host got back on the stage and was like, oh, please give Ines a big hand. She was all whatever. So you got off stage, and then he tried to finish the sketch with like this audience member with the piece of paper to try and read out the things and he was just like forget it it's not happening but it ended up being very funny 
Um, is she okay? Yeah, I think so. And it was funny because at the end of gigs in France, you know how they get people to do their actuality yeah. or the thing like, what are you guys up to? You know, and everyone's like, oh, I've got another show here. <laughs> they the promote themselves, right? Luke often, he goes, I've got a podcast for learning English, you know, uh, and then this girl was like, oh, well, starting tomorrow, you can find me at the dentist. Uh, I'll be there at <laughs> 9am <laughs> tomorrow. So it was uh, fun, but yeah. That is, that is like the stuff of nightmares. I can imagine somebody writing into your Satan hotline being like, I really don't like this girl. Can she please lose her tooth on stage? Yeah. yeah. And, if, uh, if you if you uh, called the Satan prayer hotline, what what would you ask Satan to do? What would be your prayer for Satan? Oh, good question. Not that we believe in Satan or anything. We're not. No. We're not into Satan or anything because it's obviously just stupid. But uh, we got, got. I think we. Mm. I would ask for. I would I would tell a Satanist to kill the person who invented cherry yogurts. Cher- cherry, cherry yogurts. yogurts. Cherry yogurts. I like cherry yogurt. What's wrong with cherry yogurts? They're, they're, disgu- they're, the, they're always the yogurt that's the one left after. No one eats it. It's the, the last eat, remaining It's the last yogurt. one. If you've got a pack of six, the cherry yogurt's the, the one that's always last because no one likes it. I no, see. So it's like, what's the point of having yeah. cherry yogurt? Have two apricot, yeah. two strawberry, don't have a cherry one. Yeah, just add another strawberry. Is killing the person the, 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 the solution? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. You think there's one guy, the cherry yogurt guy? Yeah. He needs to be taken down. He, d- he does, yeah. Okay, you need to take out a contract on this on this guy. Let's get, get him taken down. Do you like cherry of. yogurts? I do like cherry really? yogurts. Really? Oh, right. I don't mind them. Do you like them? Like, as in, uh, if you've got a pack Nico of. Nico buys them out of choice. No, I wouldn't choose the cherry. It's always the last one. I right? might even leave the cherry. I, I might even say no yogurt is better than cherry yogurt. Yeah, and you wait for it to go off, go mm. by its sell by date, and then you oh, I've got to throw it in the bin. What a shame. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, uh, Nico buys cherry yogurt, like he'll buy a pack of cherry yogurt. I, just cherry. He's disgusting. the reason why cherry, cherry yogurt, yogurt is exists, still being made. Yeah. It's outrageous. He we even need buys to, we cherry need to... ice cream. That's disgusting. We See, to... I like cherries, but they don't taste like cherries when they're in yogurts. Okay. Uh, That's what I would do. All right. Right. I wouldn't save poverty. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill Daesh. I wouldn't do any. I, just cherry yogurts are fine. Okay. If I, like if I, if if I cherry yogurts are uh, not on this planet anymore, I'm happy. The world would be a better Thanks, place. Thanks, Satan. Okay. Mm. Amber. I don't know. I don't know. What could I ask Satan for? What would you More ask? More cherry yogurt, just to <laughs> just to annoy him. I don't know. What about you, Luke? Um, I think I would probably. Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I'd, I would uh, use the Satan hotline to ask uh, Satan to make sure that there were no... Well, this is a good thing. You see, I'm asking Satan to do no, me a favour. It has to be something evil. The thing is, evil. the Satan hotline needs to be something... A lot of them are a bit naughty. Yeah. Like they kind of want something... Because they're American, don't forget. They get these quite sort of strict moral codes. Right. Like what's, what's allowed and what's not allowed. And so if it's a bit indulgent, like you might not think, I'll pray to Satan to have sex with my mother-in-law. Some people really like their mother-in-laws. You yeah. might just think, I'll just flirt with my mother-in-law. But, you know, it is naughty. It's a sin. You know, he's married and all the rest of it. Right. So if something counts as a, as a sin, even if it's on a sort of small scale, yeah. like, you know, telling a lie or being greedy or anything like that, I don't know. I think Satan I'm, could help you out. I'm just such a, a, a morally good man. Yeah, you are. That, uh, that the idea of uh, committing evil just doesn't appeal to me because that's the path to the, to the dark side, isn't it? You know. I, okay, what I'd do is I'd like to... I don't know, I'm just going to think of something ridiculous and horrible. Go on then. Um, I don't know. I'd like to be able to... I, I've really no idea. I, maybe I, I want to... Uh, well, you asked able- the question, so I know. Now you put us in the spot. Now you've asked the question. <laughs> He's given up. <laughs> there must um, be. There must be something you want, even like a small thing. Well, it has to be something evil. What annoys it? you? What annoys you? Well, what annoys me is like you no, know getting an apple it. that's got a bruise in it. But I can't ask Satan to remove a bruise from an apple. <laughs> Satan's <laughs> like, I am Satan. I am evil. I will do all your evil biddings. Uh, Satan, could you remove the bruises from all my apples? Okay. What? <laughs> okay, I know. I went for a job the other day and I wasn't picked, and I was a bit upset about it. Well, I'd like to. So I would like to mess up the recording of that girl's like casting so that I got the job. That's good. There we go. That's a good one. Um. All right. I'm just. All right. Next. Let's go on to the main Come topic on. of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are all here because we are all liars. Thank are you. we? Yeah, we are. We're cheating. We're cheating liars. Okay. Well, so so 
this episode is called The Lying Game Number 2. I'm thinking of calling it Lying Game 2, The Rematch. Uh, because uh, not long ago on this podcast, you guys came over and we did we played The Lying Game. Uh-huh. Uh, you need to go back a few episodes to listen to those ones. Uh, but um, So those are episodes number we... 308 and 309. Oh, you split no, it into yeah, two. I split it into two. This one's going to be split into five. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I plan to make this one as just one episode if, if possible. Um so, in that game, do you remember what happened? Do you remember what the final result was? What, yep. what happened, Amber? Um, you and Paul drew, mm. I believe. Yeah. No, it Luke was a won. draw, and then you had to have a tiebreaker. Oh, yes, yeah, That's yeah. right. It was, e- it was even Stevens between Paul and me, and um, so we needed to have a tiebreaker. Well, the only way it was even Stevens is because we, we, we teamed up to... to up against to, Amber to, to make sure that she didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. And but we came to a conclusion that she was a, a, liar. a liar. And so that meant that we were in a final. Yeah. Right. That's and right. And you, in that tiebreaker, I won. Yeah. Did. And I, I emerged the victor from that particular game. But since then, controversy has rocked Luke's English <laughs> podcast. Um, allegations of cheating uh, yeah. have, have been made against me specifically. Several people... Um, who've, who are keen listeners to this podcast, maybe even keener listeners than I am, and it's my podcast, but <laughs> they noticed that your story about burning, nearly burning down your house yeah. was not new to my ears. Yeah. I didn't remember, honestly. I'll put my hand up now. Yeah. I'm going to swear on my MacBook, MacBook Pro that I, I didn't remember the story about you nearly burning down your house. I didn't remember that I told the story. on. Yeah. So when somebody mentioned it, because I think the first comment was, that, oh, Luke, you told your story about the Dave Grohl and meeting him up at a Buddha temple before. Yeah. But we hadn't heard that. So that That's was okay, because we not heard that. But then when you told me that somebody else had told me about the... The, the, the story they thought they'd heard me just, I said no that can't be true until they added a detail that I didn't tell in, in the recent episode I yeah. was like okay so I must have told it because so um, <coughs> in fact it's true you did tell that story on the podcast before oh, and did I didn't I? I didn't remember mm. um, you actually told that story on, a, on an episode called 10 Fixed Expressions which was recorded earlier this year we were upstairs playing around with uh, yeah. with expressions and I asked you to give an example of when you when you cocked something up uh huh and uh, you, I said, what's the, big, what's the biggest cock-up you've ever made? Um, and you told the story of how you nearly burned down your house. And I'm actually going to play that um, little extract to you now, ladies and gents. This is just one minute's worth of uh, uh, episode 284 or 283. It wasn't even that long ago. It wasn't that, even that no, long ago. I remember that no. episode, but I don't remember that. Uh, but this is Paul talking about how he nearly burned down his house. And this is evidence that I had heard it before even though I still maintain that uh, I'm not a cheat. Uh, but we'll see. Here's what you said. Uh, the biggest cock-up I ever made, uh, I don't know the biggest one I've ever made, but one that comes to mind right now was when I was a kid. Um, I used to really like playing with toy cars, like most boys. Yeah. And I used to like crashing them and creating like car yeah. crashes with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got a hold of, I was outside in the, in the garden, uh, and I got a hold of, I think, my dad or mum's matches. Yes, because uh, I wanted to burn them and create like a, an actual car crash. Of course you did. So I was out in the garden uh, and I started lighting up like the cars. And yeah. because it was the summer, uh, the, the grass caught on fire because it was very dry. And oh it, it just the whole bush, basically, which was probably um, a good like 20 meters long. Oh, God. Um, it was, a, it was a, it, like a big bush around a, a garden. It caught on fire and all the neighbors had to come with like buckets and hoses oh and like people like eyes were hurting because of the smoke. And oh yeah, that Jesus. was that was my probably my biggest cock up as a child was that. Wow, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. You nearly burned down the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a very good one. So there it is, evidence, evidence. proof that uh, you, did, you had actually told right. that story before. So, okay, I hand, hold my hands up, that was true, but I still don't think that I'm lying, unless my subconscious was going, Probably. it's a lie, and I don't it's remember. It's that Darren Brown stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so okay. was that, so that, that was uh, the accusation? That that's was the accusation a re- that Luke cheated... Because he already uh, because knew. He knew that story, and so therefore we have to have a rematch. So I, I maintain my innocence, but um, I'm willing to have a rematch, basically. All right, so let's. What we'll do is we'll call it quits and say that we're back on level terms again. We'll start from scratch. Okay. Uh, so the scores are a level at this point at zero apiece. Now, listeners, you know the rules of this game. Basically, uh, you have to do just 
tell something and we have to uh, investigate the person's story. Imagine you're like Columbo, you're like a detective, you know, you ask all the questions then even when you feel that you finished, you can come back and say, oh, there's just, there was just one more thing. Um, just like in the uh, detective series Columbo. Uh, and um, and that's it. And at the end, we have to decide if we think it's true uh, or if it's a lie and justify why. And then uh, points are awarded based on, on the result of that. Okay. So um, I, I asked you to think about a couple of things that you could say. Are you, are you guys mm-hmm. ready? Yeah. yeah. You ready to start the game? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's get started. Now, uh, who's going to go first? I don't know. No, you don't <laughs> know? The, the order that we went in before is that I went first, then Paul, then you, Amber. Right. Okay. That's the order we had before. So should we go for that again? Sure. Yes, let's yes, go, let's for, that go for that. Go right. for it. I'm Luke. I'm Luke from Luke's English Podcast. I call the shots do around it. here. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. All right. So you ready? Ready to hear yeah. my yeah. my story? Okay. So when I was a kid at school, I once hit a teacher. I hit a teacher. It's true. All right. Next. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, you hit a teacher out of anger. Why did you hit them? Um, revenge. Revenge. It was a revenge. It was an act of revenge. How old were you? Uh, gosh, I must have been about f- f- uh, 14, 13. Oh, wow. Whoa. 14? Not that young. Yeah, I was. Kids are th- taller than me at 11. Uh, was it a female teacher? No, it was a male teacher. What was his name? His name was Mr. Webster. Mm. What, what did, did he, he teach? teach? He taught history. He was my history teacher. Just okay. history? Uh, he may have taught teacher. other things, but he taught me history. Okay, he wasn't like your form teacher. Or no, he wasn't. Like no, just how many, my, just my how many people did you have in your class? Uh, there must have been about, well, let's say, about twenty-five to thirty people in the in the class. What did you hit him with? My hand. Where did you hit him? I, I hit him on the back of his head. So it was the, on the back of his head. Yeah, it was an open palm, not a fist. Was an he, open palm slapped to the back of the head. Was he sitting down? No, he was on his feet at the time. Where, was this during class or was it after class or out in the street? It was between classes. So it wasn't in front of the class. It wasn't like, Thompson, come up here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, screw you, mister. Slap. It wasn't like that. Describe the uh, lead up to the slap. Okay, so um, I was walking along a corridor in the school. Okay. It was like between classes or something like that. I don't really remember exactly when, but it was a, a quiet time in the school mm-hmm. and there was no one on the corridor except, you know, 20, 20, 30 feet ahead of me, Mr. Webster was walking along the corridor. So I ran up behind him, sneaked up behind him, slapped him on the back of the head and disappeared up the stairs they were like i got him just as he was passing the stairs i slapped him on the back of the head and then i legged it up the stairs and out of the way how did you feel great what what had he done to merit this revenge so there is a bit of background context which i feel justifies what i did all right. Your cowardly act of adolescence. <laughs> no, it revenge. wasn't a cowardly act. It was an act you of. You slapped him on the back of the head. I'm sorry, it's not very. <laughs> okay, brave. well, let me explain. He your dog. <laughs> let me explain what gave, what he, he gave did. Him a bee. Let me explain what he did. All right. So we were in a history class, and we were doing, uh, we were studying World War Two, and Mr. Webster was trying to explain some kind of military manoeuvre. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it was a manoeuvre that Hitler had done during World War Two. And the manoeuvre was basically uh, that you, f- you act like the attack is coming from one direction. And so when the enemy thinks it's coming from that direction, you attack from the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And in order to demonstrate this, he got me up in front of the whole class. He said, Thompson, come up here. Stand here. Okay. And he used me as an example. And with one hand, he went to sort of hit me in the face with one hand. So I was expecting the attack to come from the front. And then with the other hand, while I was not expecting it, he whacked me on the back of the head. Oh, okay. Slapped me around the back of the head. The whole class laughed. <laughs> it was humiliating. But I was all right with it. You know, it was kind of like, a, uh, I didn't mind. I think he picked me up because he knew that uh, I wouldn't take it too seriously. But he did slap me on the back of the head in front of the class and then make me sit down. And so when I saw him walking down the corridor on his own, I just immediately thought this is an opportunity to get him back. How did you think he would react to the slap? Well, I thought that because... So he was kind of a youngish teacher, first mm-hmm. of all. And I knew that he had a sense of humour. And uh, I also knew that he kind of liked me as a student. So I don't... I, I thought that he would take it in, in the right way. And what actually happened afterwards? Nothing. Talk about I, com- I got away with it completely. I went up the stairs, 
Nothing happened. What Did happened he never speak got... to you afterwards? No. no, he, no it was never mentioned. Uh, he didn't come after me. He didn't shout. I just whacked him on the back of their head and ran up the stairs. Nothing. How do you think he reacted, him as a person? I imagine and I hope that he noticed it was me and he kind of went, ah, okay. He and, got me and back. And knew it was just a joke. Yeah. What did you do when you got to the top of those stairs? Why were you out in this corridor? Honestly, why were you not in school? Honestly, I don't remember. I don't I remember, remember why I was out in the corridor at that time. I don't know what it was. Hmm. I don't remember that detail. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, Paul? is there one more thing or, or no, is he satisfied? Uh, I think <sighs> it doesn't seem very you, Luke. The tricky thing about this game is that we know each other. You know, we, we, we know each other fairly well, I'd say. And I think it's not something that I can see you doing. However, I can see you doing it if, the, if you had an inkling on that you got on well with the teacher and he was a kind of a cool teacher. But yeah. What kind of school did you go to? Was it private? Was it a... No, it was just a comprehensive a secondary school, state school, not a private place or anything, just a, a normal state did school. Did you call him sir? Mr. Webster. Mr. Webster. Yeah. The thing is... What was his first name? <sighs> no idea. Who knows those yeah. things? I think the thing is Luke... The idea of Luke hitting a teacher sounds... Um, unimaginable because Luke literally couldn't think of anything for satan to do like not one thing he couldn't think of anything at all no, he couldn't, couldn't think, think of making the boulanger give him free bread i mean nothing but the story is very coherent and luke is also has a very um intimate relationship with education he's a mm. teacher he obviously enjoys teaching and that was a really <laughs> clever teaching move like the faint like demonstrating with luke actually I can was really you clever because the kids would have loved uh, it mm. and i bet luke liked it too in some ways because though it was embarrassing he was chosen by this young teacher so i would say maybe uh, uh, i believe luke i i kind of believe and i'm also wondering maybe if he's done this to one of his students and one of his students i know i don't think him. he'd ever hit a student ever Not <laughs> even in a joke <laughs> um uh, no, I, th I think it's, part think it's of me is true. like it feels really, really unlikely, but I do really like the story, so I want it to be true. So the, I'm going to say true. <sighs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say it's not true, just to be, but I'm going to say that parts of it are true, and it might have happened to someone else in his class, like a bit of a, like a bit of someone like oh, me. Well, that he's just stolen the story. That's a cheap. That's a cheap trick. No, it's not. That's part of this whole game. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so I'll say true, you say not true. Mm, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> the, 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 some of the details have to be true, or you've thought about, because the whole manoeuvre thing, and that was too good. I'm going to say it's a lie. It's hard, actually, to get your head, your hand behind the student. I was expecting him to go one cheek to the other, but still, you know, was, teachers at all. Standing, you know, Standing, I was standing face onto the I class. Can, he was yeah. standing side on to the class. With his left hand, he came to oh, the yeah, front. And with his right hand, he came around the back. And no, I'm going to say it's a lie. It's a good idea. Although that is a bit of a, of a curious teaching technique. I will, I will admit that, but it was a while ago. Yes. I, I, <laughs> it was before. Doing I don't think he would have got away with it today. Today, no, I don't Because, you know, so. people are very sensitive about touching kids in any way. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially hitting, hitting them. hitting them. <laughs> um, but, you know, th this was when I was 13 or 14 years old. So that's, you know, a few years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, but also you <laughs> say that. You say that. Uh, back, at, back then, I would say t teachers were even more strict than they are now, though. So I'm going to say yeah. it's a lie. No, I'm going to go true. Okay. So the answer is it's true. Shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was too many feeling. great details there. And in fact, I think that I may have mentioned that on the podcast as well. Oh, so come that on. makes no difference because you, don't know. Just, no, you don't, don't know. You haven't no, listened to all true. my episodes, of course. Um, but I think that some of my listeners, uh, that again, that was a kind of a, a kind of a, a wink to some of my listeners who, who've listened to all my episodes. But I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who hadn't heard that before. But yes, it's true. Yeah, and all of the details that I gave were completely true. Mm. and um, I knew that when I'd done it I knew while doing it that it was alright somehow uh, you know mm -hmm. sometimes you just get a sense that yeah, yeah. you're going to get away with it and, well, and that he's going to understand why I did of, it you're at that age where you're almost crossing over a teacher could be a person yeah like not your mum not just a hated figure but an actual person and I actually think he was a very good teacher too and, and I, I felt like that I had a certain I had respect for the guy even though I hit him on the back of the head. <laughs> but I just felt like um, it was a message. 
because he'd hit me and I was like, right, I'm going to get you back. And, and so you didn't in, in a way, smile. you didn't like, he, in, he never, it never got talked about. Afterwards. No, never, ever was ever mentioned. If Mr. And Webster is listening to this podcast, please get in touch. He's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, he may know. be because everyone listens to Luke's English podcast, as we know. Um, so if Mr. Webster is listening to this, then, then let me know. But uh, for me, it was just my way of, of, uh, of, I don't know what military maneuver it was that I was demonstrating, but I was demonstrating one of them. Gorilla. Uh, yeah, I was, it was, I was using a gorilla tactic uh, to, to get him back. Okay, so... Oh, Taylor's on the bottom again, as usual. So losing this... F- I'm never going to stop showing up to your frigging competition. Oh, let's just do a competition on the podcast so Paul can lose again. (laughs) I lost last time. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) All right. Only because I plotted against you. I got him on side (laughs) and I was like, we need to take this woman down. She can't, she can't win this every time. Okay. But if we, if we agree, Paul, that I subconsciously cheated last time, then, then you did win. Then I won. Then I won. (laughs) All right. So at the end of round one, Amber's got one point. Paul, unfortunately, has got no points and and i've got two points because remember you get two points every time someone else gets it wrong Uh, remember that whenever you convince someone okay so you could have potentially got four yes the highest you can get is four okay yeah you can either get four two or one uh is this this system's a bit tricky because if you got four yeah and then you got two and i got you know you can win in i don't know in just one round yeah. You think? Yeah. Well, you could. If, yeah. It's so dodgy. Maybe. This. Maybe. We need maybe to evaluate should, this maybe, uh, point minute. system. Maybe I should adapt the point system so it's just one point for anything. You get one point if if you guess correctly, yeah. and you get so one you're, point. You've got one point. Okay, each. so you've got one point each. That's that's okay. good. That's a bit more fair. Let's say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just somebody because somebody else is going to write in and go like, "Oh, your scoring system isn't fair." Rematch. Rematch. <laughs> We're going to be lying we'll to run each out other. Of stories. Any excuse for a rematch? Okay, so that's <laughs> round okay. one. Paul, I think it's your turn now. Paul is it my turn? Taylor. Yes, it is. Okay. So. Uh, so when I was younger, I almost died in a car accident. Oh, I'm already oh not believing it. Um, you almost died in a car accident. Yes. Um, well, when? How old were you? Uh, I was. Was I eighteen yet? Seventeen. So when you when you say you almost died, does that mean that your life was was you were in a critical condition, or does it just mean that a car, if you'd stepped one step forward, the car would have hit you, but you'd were unharmed? Were I, you were you harmed? I was I was unharmed, but I could have been seriously hurt. Okay. Okay. So um, you were it, someone. You were in the car. I what was happened? in the car. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Some details. Well, no, but you start off with the sentence, uh, yes. and then you get me to. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. you were. So someone was driving a car. I was driving the car. You were driving I the was car. Driving you were in a car. Cra- in a crash with another car. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. It involved another car, but the uh, the other car wasn't affected. I don't know what. Ha- I don't know who the other car was. They. It was like a swerve. Yeah. So what happened was I was. Um, uh, I I used to live in Kent, and I was driving home. Uh, from uh, I used to go to, to to college in Canterbury, and I used to live in Folkestone, which is about I think it's like a fifteen mile drive. So we were out with some friends uh, one night, and I was driving back home from Canterbury. You were driving. I was driving. Uh, not I, think out. It's, I think it's true. I, I'd had I'd had one yeah, drink. Winning me over. I'd had I'd had one drink, so I wasn't I wasn't I was I wasn't over the limit. Um, it's not true. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go on, go on, go on. Uh, and so I was driving back, uh, country, country roads, right? There's no, not a lot of country, not a lot of main roads, country roads. And um, as I was driving, there was a car, you know, they're like one lane roads, you know, where yeah. it's just, there's, mm. there's only one, it's not a dual carriageway. And so the car that was coming in front of me uh, was severely in my, in my lane. Like it, it I don't know yeah. what was happening. I don't really remember much about it, but it, the, the guy was swerving and I had to, I had to like swerve to get out of the way, like swerve yeah. left, yeah, because he was coming towards me, and basically the the I I went off the road into the ditch. Whoa! Um, and uh, the car overturned. You rolled the car, yeah, and uh, in the I, ditch, I, yeah. I don't know how or why nothing happened, but yeah. um, I was. You were unhurt. I was. I was. I was unhurt. I got out of the car, called the police. The guy fucked off like he just... You called the police? Yeah. Okay. Let me just get this straight, all right? You're driving around down a country road late at night. You'd had a drink, but you weren't over the limit. Yes. Yeah? Uh, I mean, I had a drink uh, like earlier on in the evening. Okay. And you weren't over the alcohol limit. Fine. Uh, How do you know that you weren't over the limit? Uh, I had one drink earlier on the evening. I mean, I didn't didn't take measurements from my blood. 
But you just assume. Yeah, because I'd taken it earlier. I'd like, you know, it was. You called the police on your mobile phone. You had a mobile. Yes. And whose car was it? It was. My mum had bought it, but it was my car. We had. uh, It was the car that I passed my test in. Okay. And you were. And where were you driving to and from? Sorry. Uh, I was driving home from Canterbury to Folkestone. So I was. It was. It was after. It was. It was Mm. after like college, after a night out, and I was driving back home in the evening. Okay. And what happened when the police came? Uh, They arrived. I said I was involved in a car accident. I don't remember what I said, but it was a car accident. They asked me, you know, where I was. I, I knew the, the road, so I knew it was on the A2. Um, and so they arrived and they asked me what had happened. And I told them that there was a car that veered towards and I had to kind of veer off the, the, the thing. And, and that was all I remember. But why did you... Hold on. So where did you call the police from? Did you manage to get your car back on the road and carry on driving? No, no. The, that, uh, I was like in the, in the ditch. In the ditch. He had a mobile, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's only young. Okay, and what? And then, so what did they do to the car? What did they do to the car? Yeah, the police. I don't know. They, I, they took it. I How think, did you get home? I I didn't question. go home. I went to the hospital afterwards because they were like, mm. "You should you should go to the to the hospital." I said I was fine, but they were like, "You you you should go to the hospital." How so did they? How did you get to the hospital? The ambulance came. Okay. And what did they do at the hospital? Uh, what they they made me wait because they didn't they saw saw that there was nothing really physically wrong with me uh and then i had to wait for you know a couple of hours and they did some scans and things like that i had to wait for ages and in the meantime what happened to your car i don't know when did you get your car back i never got it back it was it was written off it was was completely it was yeah it was upside down yeah but i mean that doesn't necessarily mean it's fucked well like i don't know much about cars to be honest generally amber if a car goes (laughs) upside down it's the end of the car really i I don't know that i thought you just flip it back my girlfriend my girlfriend andy pulled out of a parking space a car just (gasps) tapped her in the side the car was written off because cars are designed to to have no impact no to to absorb all the impact so they crunch all over the place to to, ah okay all right then cars are are, are, are screwed okay so the car was and did you have anything in the car that you then needed to get no you had no objects or items in the glove box or whatever no i i because it was was just like it was was an old yeah it was like an old banged up ford fiesta a white one and um and so because i didn't because i didn't trust i didn't leave anything in there because it was too when sketchy to leave something at Canterbury is a bit of a what were the police like when you saw them when they came to you finally were they friendly and nice yeah they were I mean it, yeah. did they breathalyse you no really really no 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 you. test of uh, your alcohol no. level okay so just let's back okay. up a little so, bit so you're driving along it's late at night or dark and and the car just for no reason is in your lane it's not in it's it's like halfway in my lane okay and you couldn't, you don't remember any reason why there wasn't a cyclist or, or something like that that they were trying to overtake. They just, for no reason, no, were kind of I, half in your lane. Yeah, it was just, it was one of those things that just happened, you know, it just happens yeah. very quickly yeah, where yeah, yeah. you yeah. just go, okay, there's someone, like, you know, your instant reaction is to avoid what's happening and it was just to, to veer to the left. Right, okay. Um, so, uh, so you just had to, to swerve to avoid this car and your car went off uh, the side of the road and, and it went, did it roll over and over or did I've it just go no onto idea. its roof? So I've you, got no idea. I don't know if you went over several times. I think people blank that kind of stuff out. That, that sounds sensible Yeah, I sensible suppose so, but yeah. Um, I, 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 presume it ro- I presume it just rolled over once. How did you get home from the hospital? Uh, I, so, uh, I, obviously, by, at this stage, I called my mum, right? Because mm-hmm. I, w- I was on my way home. She was always like, you know, let me know. Let me know when you're home. Or mm-hmm. let me know when you're away home. So I called her because um, t- she doesn't have a car because it was the car so I just mm-hmm. said so I'd been in a, a car accident that I was fine they're taking me to the hospital don't worry about it um, the hospital was back in Canterbury because mm-hmm. um, it's the main sort of city in that in that area uh, and so um, eventually she got a taxi came to the hospital and then uh, we got a taxi home <clears throat> okay so I, I just want um, you to ask me answer a couple of questions right so one of them is uh um, do you remember what speed you were going at when this happened? No, I guess I usually used to just stick around the the, the limit, just maybe a little bit above it. Like the ten, normally you mm. get like a ten percent buffer. So I think uh, I can't remember what they are. It's now on. Is it sixty on the on on single carriageway in in the UK? No, Depends. it won't be sixty. It, it could 60, be. 50. It could be seventy if you're out in the seventies dual carriageway though. So I uh, think it was. It, I might, yeah, it was between fifty and sixty miles an hour. I can't remember. Okay. Do you not have to pay for your car to get towed? You know, if they've taken your car away, it's write off. Do you still not have to pay for that? Uh, potentially, my mum took care of the 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 stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, how did it exactly feel when you 
Like, was there a point at which you realised you were going to crash? How did it feel, like, when it happened? It was one of those things where, again, it was very quick. So I was just veering off and then something just happened and then it, you know... I could. I knew that something was like. I knew that I'd hit. I'd. I'd gone down into like a. The you know the road was just like it was like a ditch and then it went back up again right. to the like the field, and so I could feel myself going in there and I and that was it. Mm, okay. Really, <clears throat> it's difficult to describe. Mm, it's quite a difficult mm. one. This one, Amber. I feel. Uh, I want to believe that it's a lie because Paul has said on a number of occasions that he has got no compunctions about stealing a friend's story, thus having all the information and passing it off as his own. Mm. Um, and I want to believe that this is that, but it's sounding pretty true. Mm. The, the fact that time. he can't remember if the car went over several times or just once. No, that sounds pe- completely logical. Really? To me. Oh yeah, that sounds the be- See, that's if, the bit that sounds the most reasonable. If it was me, honest. I would I would remember it that you, if it had gone no, over no. again and again. No, 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 you wouldn't. Or, really? No, because it's a trauma. It's a shock. You know, when mm. people say what happened in the accident, they say I saw the lights, uh, and then I was upside down. They like that moment. It's so quick and so traumatic. Yeah. That and you can't compute it because it's going so quickly right. I think yeah. that's to be you know, honest people, very fair when you see like uh, documentaries and things like that of people you know and they go oh, what did you see or hear even like yeah. the, pa- the stuff that happened in Paris a few weeks ago you know like you hear the eyewitness people it's like oh I just heard like firecrackers and then I don't know I found myself under a body right, I don't right, know how yeah, I found yeah. myself okay. under yeah. a body but I was hiding under a body tell me this then um, when, when the accident had finished mm. and uh, tell me the, the, the situation then that you found yourself in after bang, 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 suddenly, you know, everything went wrong. Yeah. And then after it stopped, what was the situation that you found yourself in? Uh, I, was, I was in the car. Yeah. As it was upside down. Right. Um, and the, the airbag had obviously uh, blown out. Right. So what's it like when an airbag comes out? I don't know what it's like when it comes out, but I, when, when, when I realized what had happened, it was, it was just kind of you know deflating yeah it was on its way to deflating and so i had to like i i first thing was just to unbelt uh, unbuckle my belt yeah so i unbuckled the belt and and, and what happened when you unbuckled the belt it unbuckled <laughs> <laughs> but you were upside down right yeah yeah but it was the way the the way the the roof and the seat were, were like it didn't I, I wasn't hanging so to speak so what happened exactly to the car I mean, it was damaged, but in, in what way? I mean, well, it was, was it dam- difficult to get out of the car because of the damage? No, not really. Like the window, the window was smashed. Mm. Uh, so it was very easy to, to kind of get out of the window. Oh, you went out the front uh, window? Not the front window. Because the, the, the front of the car was, um, it's difficult to describe. So if the ditch is like a U shape, yeah. like the front of the car, the, the windscreen was against the bottom of the ditch. Yeah. And so I went out the, the passenger window. Okay. Were you listening the to the ditch. radio? Before you crashed? Uh, before I crashed, uh, I was... Pr- I don't know. I, it, I mean, was the radio still working when you crashed? Like, was there music? Do you remember anything Was I like listening that? to... I can't remember if some I'm Some sort of macabre moment where in the aftermath of a crash, there's some happy little yeah. music Yeah, so it's a nice moment. <laughs> yeah, in the background. How long did, how long did you wait for the police? Uh, it was uh, probably about 25, 30 minutes. Did you, were you worried that you might be paralysed or something like that? Did you did that cross your mind? The, the, I think the first thing, like the, f- the first thing, I was looking around to see if I'd, if I, you know, because those things, you know, you sort of see, see like TV, you get yeah. shot and you don't know you got shot. So I was looking around to see if there was any any like Broken. proper physical. Did damage. you get shot? I I, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got shot, lad. Uh, <laughs> so there was nothing wrong with me, and then I thought, like I felt fine. I think it was just the adrenaline. The adrenaline kicks yeah. you, mm-hmm. and then. Um, yeah. Okay. So okay, no, then. no, no, no sort of physical uh, problems at all. Not no, a, not like really. A bad like, neck or a bad yeah, back. Yeah, for, for like the next couple of days slash week, like I was a bit con- contorted. Like yeah. you know, you have like a you're a bit stiff and a bit yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, a few scratches. And and so just final my final question: What was the outcome was of this? <laughs> I know. I had my. I know. I know. I know. All right. I know. I've already <laughs> said that. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, uh, uh, insurance. Yeah, they paid out. They paid out the... How the, did that go? How was the insurance process? I, I was under my mum's insurance. She took care of it. Okay. Uh, but it, they paid it out and uh, like because the car's written off. Right. Uh, it was obviously cheaper to for them to pay out than okay. Luke. to get a new one. You want me to go first? Yeah, go on then. It all sounds so true, Amber. It does sound Rolling true. Rolling a car, country lane, the car went over in a ditch. 
The that car was written plausible. off. It all sounds so plausible. It's true. I'm saying it's true. You? I'm saying it's true. So? It's a lie! Oh, oh come oh, on! Nice! So, um, <laughs> like the whole thing none is a lie. None of it's true. None of it's really? true. Absolutely none of it. The, the, the only spot of truth Damn is it. that uh, my dad was in a car accident, um, which uh, when I was a kid, like five. Yeah. And that was, that's like in a car accident where I think somebody, I, I can't, I don't even remember. But what I remember was that he said that somebody was veering into his lane and he went off. And that was the, the car accident. Okay, so it's your dad's car accident. I think so, yeah. You don't know all the details. I, I don't know if that, that was, was actually, good. That, that was, was good. really good, Paul. That was yeah, really convincing. I, it was convincingly... We were, we were yeah. very doubtful because we had a quite a lot of questions, but oh, I don't know. It, was, it, it held up. It held and up. And it was quite a sort of matter-of-factly told story. That yeah. was the thing, that it was like, yeah, I just did this. And it's like, no effort to make, make it comedic or like... You know, you yeah. know. I felt like if you'd made it up, it would have been slightly more light-hearted funny. or funny. Yeah. But it was just like very matter-of-fact police report. Yeah, yeah. About I just what I, the, the way I had to, the way I figured out to, to lie about it was actually imagine myself driving because I did have a Ford Fiesta. I or like the details of what I had mm. and the fact that I would drive from Canterbury to Folkestone. They're all right. The country roads, the ditch. Yeah, yeah, so I had yeah. to like really picture it as if I as if that was the situation. I guess it's like being an actor. You just have to sort of imagine bit. it was really true mm. and, and and then allow that to come through. In, in your performance yeah. well very good so then um, two points to two, two points two to points. Taylor two points to Taylor we could call you two point Taylor at this point <laughs> if we wanted to um, so I've got one point Amber's got one point but Paul Taylor is now in the lead surging forwards two with points. two points yeah, but don't, I think I, I, wasn't I not winning the last time and then no I wasn't no no no, no. you're winning last time alright okay uh, you were pretty um, much a loser all the way through the last one no <laughs> no. no you weren't you were, you were even Stevens at some point Hello, everyone. So that's the end of part one. And if you'd like to know what happens, uh, if you'd like to know who wins this game outright, who, what's going to happen? Is it going to be Amber? Is she going to run away with this one? Is Paul going to finally win a game? Or is it going to be me again? Well, you'll have to wait until part two in order to find out. And of course, don't forget to listen all the way to the end of part two, where you can find out the details of a new interactive version of the Lion Game that we plan to play with you in the future. Okay, thank you again very much for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. And I hope that uh, it's been a pleasurable listening experience for you uh, but for now all that, all that remains for me to say is goodbye bye, 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 bye. thanks again for listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk